Welcome to Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. I am your host, Lori McGraw. I have spent the past 30 years in leadership, and over the years, I've come to learn one thing. Women need women, and not just any women, but inspiring women. Tune in every week to hear from women at the pinnacle of their careers and from others who are just starting out. Episodes can be found at inspiringwomen.show or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will be inspired. This is Inspiring Women, and I am Lori McGraw. Today, I'm speaking with Julia Chang. She's a senior sales director at Skyworks Solution. Skyworks is a, an American semiconductor company. It's in Irvine, California. We've been hearing a lot about semiconductors with the recent passing of the Chips and Science Act and um, just the other week here in the United States. And Julia is in Taipei City um, in Taiwan. And Julia, I'm delighted to be speaking to you today on Inspiring women. Thank you, Laurie. It's my great pleasure to have the chance for this interview. Well, thank you so much for, for doing this. I, we're on completely different time zones. It's, uh, it's early morning here as it is evening for you there in Taiwan. So Julia, as we get started today, tell me a little bit about what you do day to day at Skyworks. Okay. Well, you know, I am the sales director and country manager of uh, Skyworks Taiwan office. And most of uh, my business is about, you know, to handle all of the Taiwanese customers. And I also cover the Southeast Asia. And some of my customers, they also have their factories in China. So day-to-day -day life, uh, we are, you know, working on all kinds of different projects. And for example, you know, people at home uh, need uh, routers to do all the internet stuff or people need handsets for communication. And, and then that's what I am doing the uh, design or close the deal with customers and together with our engineers and my team here. So it's a very technical profession. So you know a lot about both manufacturing, the details of electronics and um, the work in the work that you do. But, and you've been at Skyworks for a dozen years or so. So Julia, just give us a little bit of your background. How did you come in, come into um, this profession and being such a technical profession? Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a great topic. And, uh, and uh, uh, let's see where we started. Um, I, I think, uh, first of all, um, when, when I was younger, Actually, I love both literature and mathematics, you know, and, and then uh, why I decided to, you know, jump into science and engineering, the trigger point is actually from some uh, science fiction novels. Um, you know, I, uh, when I was about like 13 or 14 years old, and my father introduced me some science fiction and written by a Hong Kong writer, his name is Ni Kuang. He, he actually just passed away, I think last month. And you know, he has a leading actor named Wesley. And you know, that person, he, uh, he worked with the aliens and he resolved all kinds of mysteries in the world. And he can fight like a 007 and very knowledgeable like uh, Indiana Jones. So <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, you know, so it's it's a little bit a long while ago, <clears throat> but that's really the starting point that uh, he, he was my super idol. And then, you know, I told myself, I want to be like this guy when I grew up. I want to know more about science, technology, and I want to know more about the earth and the aliens, etc. So, so that's where I started to be interested in the, uh, in the so-called science engineering things. Julia, but was it unusual? You're, so your father supported you um, and encourage, encouraged you. Was it unusual as a young girl um, for, to be interested in technology? There's a lot of discussion in the United States about STEM, science, technology, oh, yes. engineering, mm-hmm. and math, um, mm-hmm. and wanting to get many more girls into that, that area. Was that unusual in Taiwan uh, when you were younger? I think so. You know, I, 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 I was not aware that was unusual until I grew up. And then when I look back and then I realized that, you know, my father, he never told me any single word about a girl should be like what or a boy should like what. He just support anything I like. And then, you know, I was less interested in a, in a Barbie doll and I was more interested in putting together a little car he never say anything and he just support, oh, okay, go ahead to buy whatever you like. No problem. So when I grew up, I never aware that because I am a female or because I'm a girl, so I was supposed to do something else. So I think that that's pretty unusual. If I look back like 30 or 40 years ago when I was much younger. So you pursued your master's in technology. And so just give us a little bit of that background as well in terms of how you chose that and then went on to um, you know, work at Skyworks. You had a couple other professions before that. Yeah, so my major was uh, material science, right? So that was uh, an, an uh, engineering uh, degree. And then later on, I uh, took a scholarship. I went to France to study microelectronics. But then let's backward a little bit. I, I started to become semiconductor process engineer when I got my bachelor degree. And at that time, uh, you know, Taiwan, there was a big boom of semiconductor. I think everybody knows TSMC right now. So when I was I just graduated from uh, university, that's probably when TSMC, they just started a few years. So there are many of my friends, college friends or seniors, they just joined all of those foundry companies. So I naturally joined this um, semiconductor foundry or process engineer, et cetera. And then uh, after that, you know, I, I encountered lots of the uh, brilliant engineers in the, in, in the company there. And then after a while, I realized that uh, I probably couldn't be a top engineer. There are so many people that are much smarter or they are so devoted and so passionate about technology. So I told myself, maybe I should try to do something different, still stay in the technology field, but maybe different role, maybe marketing and maybe sales, et cetera. And then somebody just asked me, are you interested? to become a salesperson. So prior to Skywars, I worked in another company as a sales for a few years. And then uh, someday my friends in Skywars, he asked me if I'm interested to join Skywars. So I said, why not? And that, that's where I took this position. 
And you've been there for a dozen years. So it must be working out, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so so as you pursued sales and um and and that whole field in a multi-billion dollar um company, how did how did when you fell into that, you were encouraged to pursue um that position? At what point did you realize? you were good at it or you liked it because you've been doing it for some time now? Well, I think probably from pretty early stage because I love to talk to people. I love to know what people are thinking. And um, when, when I was engineer, we talked lots more about so uh, engineering issues and how we debug and et cetera. That's still fun. But then as a salesperson, we need to think more than technology. We need to think about the company strategy and how to close the deal and how to help each other, et cetera. And then we need to know people's feeling or psychologies, their, what they are thinking. And then I think it's, it's pretty fun. It's, it's pretty challenging, actually. It's totally different from, uh, from engineering job. And, uh, but I, I, I do enjoy it. So I, don't remember exactly which year, but as time goes by, when I know more people from customers, I enjoy talking to them and discuss things and how to make a win-win solution from both ends and how to achieve several difficulties or, or close several difficult deals. I enjoy the feeling to overcome challenges. Yeah. And Julia, in, in terms of the, the company and the field of semiconductors um, and, and both engineering and the sales, uh, as you describe it, in terms of talking to customers, developing win-win um, solutions, is this a very male-dominated um, area or, or is it quite diverse um, in where you work? Uh, you could say up to today is still a little bit male dominated, you know, because it happened a lot. And when I joined the meeting, I was the only one female in that meeting room. And uh, so, yeah, I think up to today, uh, female are still minority or less in, in this field. But uh, as I mentioned from beginning, you know, I was asking myself, you know, through all of the years, what's the difference between a female person employee in this industry and the male? I still believe there is more about individual difference instead of gender difference. That, that's my personal thinking, that I, I believe there are people, everyone, everyone is different. Everyone has their own thinking, their own characteristics, and some people are a little bit more believe in stereotypes, right? For example, men are more determined and less care, for example, I mean, and then women are probably uh, more um, like a, a mother taking care of kids more. So there are lots of stereotypes when I, when I work in this field. And, uh, but I, I keep telling myself, probably people are like that, but as time goes by, well, you need to convince them I, I, I think I personally believe in individual difference instead of gender limitation. 
That is just wonderful um, to hear. And, you know, as I speak to many women um, on this podcast and outside this podcast, um, knowing and hearing that the lived professional experience is not limited by um, gen- by your gender is encouraged. It's it's encouraging. It's encouraging to hear. Um, at some point, you noticed that you were, you know, you know, not uh, not a lot of women around the table, as you just said. Who um, inspired you? Who did you have mentors at the company or outside the company? Clearly, your father was um, an inspiration to you early on. I think there are a lot in the in, in along the way from from the West Kid until till now. Uh, if I could figure out some name, I think uh, you know when I was in university, for example, uh, my university is a, is a pretty famous engineering school in Taiwan, and then there happened a lot that the top three students in that class were girls or females. And so it's it's more um, living experience, I could say that way, no matter in university or when I just graduated uh, and joined the science park. You know, most of the science park uh, employees, engineers, we came from similar university. There are two famous universities in Taiwan there. And uh, the people, the friends around me, most of them, don't think there is any difference between men and uh, and the women. So I don't really need the tutor to or mentor to keep telling me that um, pay attention to my gender. I, I don't really do that. I think most of my mentors or tutors are focusing more about how to enhance my confidence and how to overcome my fear when I encounter challenges. I think I focus more on this instead of gender's challenges, honestly. That's excellent. That's really encouraging and wonderful, um, wonderful to hear. Julia, I wanted to sort of zoom out a little bit on um, the global landscape. So here in the United States, the uh, a lot of news and attention to the Cong- congressional de- delegations from the United States heading over to Taiwan. So the news that I read um, sounds like things are very tense and concerning. Um, and so I'm curious um, what, what's happening over in Taiwan and is are these uh, delegation visits uh, concerning to you day-to-day? How do they impact you um, in your life in Taiwan? Actually, there isn't much impact to our daily life. You know, when we grow up, we are already used to the tension between uh, Taiwan and the other country. And uh, recently, yeah, I think recently it's become a little bit more nervous. And the only one difference for me is that um, I will talk with my friends and some of us are kind of doing simulation or make some scenario. If really things out of control, do you have plan B about moving to other place or or just stay as it is? And yet it becomes a topics of talks but there isn't much change or any impact. We still work and live as usual, honestly. We don't really, maybe I don't know from outer world, I know some of my Hong Kong friends, Chinese friends, or even 
European friends, American friends, they feel it looks very nervous from newspaper and they worry about us. But then in Taiwan, we don't really think so. Yeah. Well, I hope that there is certainly no need for a plan B, um, but it's interesting to hear you just talk about, you know, just planning for it and thinking about it. Um, interesting times. I mean, the global landscape just continues to evolve and change. And certainly you're in a business, semiconductors, where, um, you know, just the global economy and dependence on different um, uh, countries is getting pretty competitive. I mean, that's, you know, certainly the, the news of the new CHIPS Act here um, in, in the U.S., where Skyworks is, uh, is projected to benefit from. Moving, moving back um, to you, Julia, as you think about your career trajectory um, in the, um, you know, either, you know, what's already happened or where you might be going, can you give us an example of maybe where you took a chance in your career and that effort paid off for you or didn't pay off? There are actually several turning points, you know, probably two I could talk about is that uh, my first job when I graduated from school is a process engineer uh, in the equipment company. I worked at as a field engineer for four years. And then uh, one day, my school seniors, they told me uh, the biggest Taiwanese foundry company. Oh, I'm not sure if it's proper to mention the name here, but I think everybody knows who it is, the, the biggest foundry one. And then my friend invited me to join them. They say they have a new department and they want to enhance more customer service and ask me if I'm interested. And at that time, actually my job was pretty stable. My boss was pretty nice to me. And I was um, the, uh, the first female engineer in that company, pretty remarkable. And yeah, so that's, I worked there for four years. I, I hesitated a little bit, but my friend said, to work in a big company would be different. Then I say, okay, well, why not just try? So I changed my job to the biggest uh, foundry company in Taiwan. And I think that really changed my entire view of career. I met so many brilliant talents there and see how they run in a um, world-class company. And I think that really opened my eyes to the real semiconductor world, a global international company. I, I didn't stay there for too long, maybe about only few uh, two years. And then I quit, I went to France to take my master's degree. But then I think that year really in refresh my view. And uh, then I think it just opened my eye to the, to the world. So That's many, so many <laughs> women talk about sort of, you know, taking a chance and mm -hmm. um, it seems probably risky at the time, but then it really, it really does, as you say, um, open your eyes to all kinds right. of possibilities. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. What's the, what's the second one? What's the second? Yeah. The second one is to scours, you know, um, it, it's a time when my first son was born, I took a long leave from my prior company and I want to spend some time with my son. And uh, so I, I think I stay home for like five to six months and I, I really enjoy to be with my little kid. And then someday my friend from Skyward say, hey, Julia, one of my sales quit and I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so busy. Could you come to help us? And I said, oh, but my son is still very young. And so he, he's just six months and I so enjoy it. 
And he said, but come on, I'm so busy. Can you just come? And then, <laughs> and then honestly, I, I talked with my husband a little bit and because the kids were so little, right? But then my husband also encouraged me and why not? He said, Scarus is a NASA company, right? A global international technology company. And why don't you just try? And my friend said, oh yeah, you don't need to worry. You know, sometimes we can work at home and as long as you can pick up phones, it's okay. So you can just come and then you can still take care of your kid. No problem. I said, oh, okay, and let's go. Then I started. And of course, I actually never get a chance to work at home. In my first few years, every day was so busy. But then that's the time I knew Mark. And then I never regret. It was my one of my best choice to join Skyworks 12 years ago. That is wonderful. And Julia's talking about a mutual friend of ours, Mark Evasion, who introduced us. And I'm so happy um, about that. Last, you know, questions, Julia, I have for you are just, uh, you know, we've obviously were, or hopefully at the tail end, we're in a sort of maybe endemic phase of a pandemic, the global pandemic. Has that changed your perspective of how you approach approach your work or your career? Actually, not too much, because I think working in Skyward as an international company, I was already so used to work remotely because we spend lots of time to talk to California team, to Uber team or to our French team. So even before pandemic, I'm so used to online meetings already. And, and then after pandemic, it just we, we even have more online meetings. So I think of a career, it's similar. There isn't much change. Yeah, but uh, for to, to life, there is some impact because there are much less business trips, right? Yeah. And we don't, we don't travel at all, right? <laughs> right. So yeah, that, uh, that actually gives more time to, to read books, to think about things. And then, and then actually we even talk more with our global colleagues because everybody stay home. So we, we can spend even more time to talk with each other. I think that's one good things there. We communicate even more. That's terrific. Well, as a global company, I, you know, all things seem to, all parts of, the, of every industry seem to have changed in so many significant ways. Julia, as we close out on Inspiring Women um, today, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, and, you know, just as you reflect back on your many years in technology engineering, supporting technology sales, any last closing advice that you would give other listeners of Inspiring Women? I think maybe similar to what I said before, personally, I my suggestion would be don't believe in gender limitation, but believe in variety and, uh, and the creativity. And I think, uh, you know, there is limitation for human, I have for sure. And, uh, but there is also individual difference. So my, my personally, I think that, you know, we don't need to be a man. We don't need to be a woman either, but just be ourselves. That's what I believe in. Well, it's certainly um, something that's worked out for you. And it's very encouraging to hear both your lived experience as well as those great words of advice. This has been an excellent, inspiring women conversation. I have been speaking with Julia Chang. And Julia, thank you so much. Thank you very much, too. This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. 
please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.